Hello, and welcome to episode 193 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Eric Freitas, writer of Killensburg from TKO Comics. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Eric, thanks so much for, for coming back on the podcast and, and, and talking with us. Uh, let's start off with a quick bio about yourself, and then after that, uh, give us the, the elevator pitch for Killensburg. Uh, my name is Eric Freitas. Uh, I'm a creator both in comic books and in uh, film uh, out of New Jersey. Um, I've written uh, on a few original comics, a few franchise stuff like Judge Dredd and uh, Godzilla. You know, um, worked with Ulysses Farinas. I've also shot short films. I've uh, placed my scripts have placed in awesome film festivals. So just an all around guy in creative industries type of situation. Um, and, uh, yeah, Killingsburg is the story of a slumber party, a 90s throwback slumber party during a in Williamsburg, and they are attacked by, by evil snowmen. And that's, nice. Yeah, throwback, throwback movie. <laughs> is it, and it's a, it's a TKO short, or is it a yes. full graphic novel? It's a TKO, TKO short, which for some reason means it is uh, 30 pages, um, which, uh, you know, is longer than your normal sploppy, I guess. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's longer than the normal TKO short, because I just picked up one recently and it wasn't 30 pages. Like it was maybe 15 or something like that. So that's, oh, really? that's a good size comic. Yeah. Oh, well, then they were very nice to me for uh, allowing me to do that because i just said 30 pages and they said okay so that was nice. really cool of them i didn't know it. yeah yeah that was nice of them um, that's awesome so yeah um in terms do you want me to just go into it about uh about how it all got off the ground or yeah that, that would be great all right perfect yeah man. Um, so like two i'm gonna go into nitty-gritty because i feel like when i listen to podcasts about people talking about how they got things off the ground i, I like hearing like the really boring raw stuff in the middle right so that's what we like. Yeah. <laughs> Two and a half years ago, I was working in Montauk, New York, um, um, on a TV show called The Affair. And I had a lot of downtime and I was writing. And I had, I've always had this idea of killer snowmen attacking something. And I always wanted the killer snowmen to look and feel more like um, alien, like xenomorphs. But, and or Hellraiser or just like something really dark and twisted rather than like obviously campy but gory like uh, Jack Frost. Um, so I'm in Montauk and I'm, I'm, I want to write an idea. I don't know what I want to write. And then I, it comes to me and I, I, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do this idea. I've been sitting on it for like 10 years, just like in my notebook, always in my head, always pitching it when I'm working with other creators, but it never really just went. So I just started writing it out and I started thinking about all the great B horror movies that my favorite structure story structure and storytelling and studying writing is monster in the house movies which I don't know if you're familiar it means you are you know in a confined space with something that is trying to kill you uh, haunted houses are birthed out of this um, mo monsters in the woods are uh, birthed out of this alien was birthed out of this they're shining Know, so on and so you see pretty much 99% of every horror movie Blair Witch is based on you being this so I'm thinking about I, how much I love them and I, I want to do something like that and in a way I don't even want to like rethink the game so 
like I think a lot of people were like, oh, I want to read that. I was like, I just kind of want to do one. I just want to do like a Tremors, you know, like a people in a trap. Mm-hmm. So I start writing out this story and um, fast forward a year later, I, I, I'm getting older and I'm like, you know, I, I got to make more shit. You know, I'm getting older. I've done shit, but like, I, I want, like, the, I am thinking about what I want to buy. Like, I'm looking at expensive toys. Like, I'm looking at like vinyls. Like, what do I want to buy? And I was like, I don't want any of this shit. I want to make something, you know? So I think at that time I started making Give Me That Mummy and I start, um, I, I was like, who can do uh, William, um, Killingsburg? And I remember I worked with Jelena on Amazing Forest years ago and we worked on another small comic. And she, she's just like this amazing artist in Poland that like no one knows about right now. Um, so I reach out to her and she, she's ready to go. So we're, we're going. Um, she, my idea was to take the first five pages, turn it into a pitch with a one sheet with a log line and a small paragraph about the comic book. And those first five pages and my intro to the comic would also kind of work like a, like a teaser too. Like if you just took it out of context, you can get the teaser feel out of the first five pages. And that's, I think that's a good idea for, I think a lot of people are doing that, but I, I think that's just a good idea in general to do if they're not. Um, so I, I started sending that around, sent it to a few publishers that I worked with before, you know, the typical no's, like I always say, if you're not like constantly getting no's, you're not trying, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, lots of no's, lots and lots of no's. And um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, it's, this is when it gets crazy. Um, it's January, right before COVID. And I am actually, I, I don't know if I talked to this, I know we just talked about it um, offline, but I don't know if we talked about it on your last, about my beard, why it looked like that last time. Was it on during the show? I don't think it was on mic, but I think it was, oh man, that's a good question. Oh, well, I'll, that's I'll just, good to give a refresher. Yeah, anyway. yeah. It's a fun story. Last yeah. time I was here, I, my beard was sh- shaved strangely because I was in a commercial where I had shaved the middle of my beard. Uh, long story short. Um, so uh, from that, I, I was... Uh, acting I was taking acting classes I was like this is so this is a strange world this is a strange world that um that you can like get paid to like just do stuff like that and you know I like creative stuff so let's do it so I'm, I'm doing that and I'm sending out the pitch uh back and forth and then um and then COVID starts happening and I'm uh in acting class and uh, people are talking about it and I I think I get a, an email from TKO. I sent a thing to TKO. Like I sent a pitch to TKO mm-hmm. and uh, they got back to me and they said, you know, they, they want to talk to me more about it, blah, blah, blah. So they call me and they ask, Hey, can you turn this into this? Like, cause originally it was like a, a five issue series. Can you turn this into something short, like a, for a floppy? And I said, yes, I can. So now now we're now it's COVID is really happening, right? Like COVID is like is, is like happening, and I'm wondering like what the hell is going to go on now? Like, is this deal really going to happen? Like, this is like a fairly new company. Are they going to sh- shut down? What am I going to do? So I, right. I'm like emailing them more often than not, just checking in, and they're being super upfront. They're like, we're scared as hell too, but everything's working normally. This is like mm-hmm. me, this is at 
when I was personally the most scared of COVID and I'm assuming most of the world was too. I'm, I'm, where I'm getting this, like I'm, I'm talking to TKO. Um, so that's happening. And we, we work out the numbers, we work out the schedule um, and Jelena starts working on it. But right before Jelena starts working on it, I need to turn it in, right? I need to t- take this five issue series that I have a, I have a Google Drive, a handwritten notebook and all this other stuff from years of just working on it and condense it into 30 pages. Um, I'm trying to work that out and my eye is feeling weird. I keep getting migraines and I'm working on it and I'm working on it. And as writers do, we strain our eyes and blah, blah, blah. And then on my birthday during COVID, during the biggest, one of the biggest opportunities I've had in the last few years, I wake up with a cataract in my right eye. Oh man. And I can't see out of my right eye anymore. So I'm now writing with one eye, not know, I can't really go see the eye doctor because we're in the death pit of COVID. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it, and, um, and I don't know if reading or writing or working on it will make my eye worse, but like, I also know that like, I, if there, if I finish this, I'm going to get a certain amount of money from TKO and I need to finish this ACP. Um, right. So I'm just plowing through the, 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 the whole thing. I'm trying to handwrite as much as I can and then like just transfer the computer once or do my edits handwriting, um, doing everything I can. Right. Um, and I finally get it to a good place, editing the, all this down. I send it to them and then they send me notes and because I'm so scared about my eye. I start printing out their notes and rewriting them, like doing the edits by hand and then uh, retyping them into my computer just so I like, I'm not straining my eye. You gotta like, I'm so like, I like not only is it strange I got a cataract, it's strange I got a cataract at my age. So like I'm, I'm researching this and it's like t- two things at once, you know, it's like all this is all happening at once. Um, yeah. And even when I see my doctor, my eye doctor, we have to do it over zoom and he yeah. can't really like do much for me. Right. Um, he, he's just like, you know, you have, just have to, you have to like relax and like, you know, until this all gets figured out, you know? Um, so I'm editing and I'm uploading and that takes a bit, but we finally get it to a good place. And uh, we sent it to Jelena and, you know, Jelena's in Poland too. And while she's in Poland, like the, she's checking in on me because I live in New York or not, I'm sorry, I don't live in New York. I live in New Jersey, but I live very close. I have a very deep relationship with New York um, Mm -hmm. because of my work. Um, And she's seeing all the riots going on and Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And she, and all this and the COVID thing. And so she's emailing me like, Hey, I know you're checking in on me, but are you okay? Like, it's crazy over there, you know? And, you know, I'm, I'm just telling you, you know, this is like literally the craziest moments in my life. I mean, we all know that. Like we all ex- experienced probably the craziest moments of our life then. Um, but she's working on it and pulling the rules there are getting, but she, she basically said, you know, I'm an artist. I work from home anyway. So I think okay. I'm on my end. So, ah, man. I haven't even talked about the story, right? I'm just telling like this is, the other. This side. is incredible, man. This um, is insane. I know, right? And it's yeah. I was I was so worried today that I wouldn't know what to talk to you guys about, and then I was remembering the whole thing that happened because like when it was happening to me, 
I didn't realize how crazy it was because I was just like, oh, now I have to deal with this. Oh, now I have to deal with that. Like now I have to deal with COVID or now I have to deal with uh, editing this. Oh, and by the way, I have a one-year-old. So I don't oh, know. Oh, man. So like, right? Just juggling it all. Um, and we, and you no, know, we get it to a point where we're working on it. Jelena is sending me art. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sending her notes. It's looking good. Um, how about this? How about this for uh, creative honesty? I f- feel like there is room for me to do a better job. I think it's good. I think it's some of my best work, but I know I was deeply distracted, right? Like yeah. there, there's no way, no matter the effort I gave doing, you know, my, one of my favorite things to ever do, um, but there's no way that I, that was like the, I was in the headspace, you know? So, but, but in all saying, I, I love the story. I read it, uh, the take, take, uh, TKO book. The way they printed Jelena's art is unbelievable in my opinion. Um, but uh, so yeah, we're working on it. And Z, the owner and uh, Sebastian, uh, my editor, um, yeah, they're, they were amazing the entire time. Sebastian really had great notes. Um, Cause I, I think he's, I don't know if he saw it, but it definitely, I think he knew that I was condensing a huge thing into like 30 pages and, and you know, when you do that in that short of a time span, sometimes, you know, um, things can get lost in the shuffle. So yeah, we're doing the whole thing. Mm, I eventually get to go to the doctor. Doctor says I have a cataract. Doesn't know how I got it to this day. No doctor knows how I got it or why I got it. Um, and um, that we have to do an eye surgery. And I'm just going to fast forward to that. I get the eye surgery a couple months later. I'll remove the cataract. Everything's fine now. All good. But, um, good. and this other thing, you know, we're will, uh, killing, Williams, uh, Killingsburg is happening and, you know, Jelena uh, pushes it through and she gets it done. And then, you know, he, all, the world is going nuts and I have to like sit there and wait for it. Cause TKO has like a whole plan of all their comics and just, you know, they let you know when it's happening but I, no matter how nice of a guy you are, when you, when something's just sitting on a shelf um, and you're waiting for your turn, you just kind of, you're just like, I just wish it could come out now. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a 10, I don't remember how many months, but it felt like a very long time of me sitting there and just being like, oh man, you know, like, I just want this to come out already. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, the, and then the beginning or the end of last year and beginning of this year, they tell me March 1st or yeah was it march 1st or march 3rd march 1st i think and then um there it is they they send me the finals and everything and they give me the okay to start promoting on social media and you know here we go and now in my long-winded uh story that's my long-winded version long story long of how uh, i got to Kellyansburg. and uh here i am on your show man yeah. man like when we talked to you last July, I think like I had no idea all that was going on, man. Like you were holding strong compared to what all was going on. Like that's a lot. I, you know, I, I, like I said, you don't, sometimes 
you don't realize like you what you're going through until you look back on it like now everything's like fine you know everything's fine i'm you know i'm sure sometimes you know you, you may in your life you, you may be dealing with things and you may not even realize the gratitude of them until you start t- telling other people you know you're like oh i guess that is like <laughs> all that so yeah no kidding I have a question about the the process of taking something that you had envisioned as a a five issue series and getting it down to to thirty pages. You know that had to be a lot of, uh, you know, the, there's the saying of like kill your darlings, but you had to go in and basically oh. kill a lot of darlings to get it to to a point that it was there. So how difficult was that? And did you get to a point where you're like. Um, you're looking at two things and you're like, all right, I'm going to trade this for, for this because I, you know, I just really like this one much more and I'm going to have to give up on, on this one. So how difficult was it to oh. go from five pages to, or five issues to 30 pages? Um, dude, it hurts so bad. It hurt yeah. so bad. I know, and any artist would know that because like you have so much plot and you have so much fun on the plot and you have so much, that's when you're like, like your best moments come out is when you have that much room to play. Um, uh, so how did I pick? Well, first things first, I probably did a very mechanical job of just, uh, removing pretty much everything that wasn't part of the plot points. Mm-hmm. So every, every beat, every, uh, emotional beat you're supposed to hit, you know, when the good thing happens, you know, the climax, the, the dark night of the soul, all you know, those very basic, uh, save the cat beats. I, I left all that in. And then from there I started taking what I thought was the most important elements and piecing it together. Um, but, you know, there's a problem with that. When you work that way, it feels less organic at times. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you, you lack like character depth. There's uh, sometimes you lack connections to characters and characters just feel like toys shifting, you know, like a, like a train set. Like they're just like kind of moving to the next spot, um, which I, I feel like um, was something I was concerned with. And I, and you fix that, by creating moments, um, emotional moments, flaws, you kind of show the, the flaws in the character, the, the hypocrisy, you know, you try to get that in. But of course I would have loved more time. Of sure. course, of course. But the thing is, it's like, I wanted to write a, a gory B-movie comic book. Um, so if I didn't have room to do that too, then like the whole thing was for not, you know? Like I, I want people to, have their heads ripped off i want a a carrot to be shoved through a guy's mouth and come out the back of his head you know like i I want all that stuff to have their big big kick-ass moments um so yeah um it was really coming down to save the cat beats get that locked down find the moments where you can't stick it in but also balance it with why you wanted to write this which was those big horror moments yeah so was that kind of cathartic i'm sorry go ahead matt no, I just just stored a more on the taking it from, you know, a multi issue series to to a to a single issue that's 30, 30 pages. Um, yeah. Did was the 30 pages sort of like hinted at like that's where they want because I know that we had an earlier discussion that it seems like some of these TKO shorts are at different different lengths. Was it was, were you directed to um, uh, to 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 aim for 30 or was that well, something no, that... you know what they they gave me a window I, I forgot what the small end of it was but i think the high end now that i'm really thinking about it and they they said from this number to 30 i think it may have been 15 mm-hmm. um so it could be whatever um and i you know 
as a guy that was cutting it down for five issues, of course I was going to go to 30. Sure. Right. Um, and yeah, there was like characters that had to be combined that old trick, which uh-huh. made certain characters better in my opinion. It, Cause like some characters, you know, especially in Bihar, you realize they're just one trick ponies. They're there to do that one joke every time you see them, like a Marvel movie character in an ensemble movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love them. I love them, but you know, yeah. I, I noticed. That. <laughs> I'm sure we all do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, go ahead. No, just uh, it's very similar. So, you know, they give you the they give you the the page count, you know, a low end 15, high end 30. Um, I'm sure when you when you had it as a five issue series, you sort of had like in in mind sort of like end one on a cliffhanger that wants, you know, to tell a story, but I want to excite people to keep coming back. So did you sort of then say, all right, I'm going to take the end of issue one and that's going to be like page five or, 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 or did you try to sort of divide it up that way? Yes, there, there was a little, you know, but it really just came down to, because when I had the five issues mapped out, my first act is the first issue. My uh, act 2A, the rising climax was the second issue. No, um, the fifth issue, I mean, the, I'm sorry, the third issue was just like the, the climax, really, really heavy, big pages and splashes hitting it. And then the, ro- the falling was to be the fourth and obviously the third act would be the fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, which is your, your basic, you know, four act structure, which is what I truly believe. I, in my opinion, the four act structure way of understanding any story is easier for me to like grasp and recreate. Um, and um, which is different, you know, and I'm sure you guys know, like the argument is the three act structure is the four act structure is different. It's just like, you know, it's the same thing, but I don't know. I just, the idea that when you tell me when I can under, like, cause I learned how to write well enough to be paid every once in a while through comic books mm-hmm. and because comic books is like how many pages you have a limited amount of pages and a limited amount of panels i break down things like you said like almost mathematically at times like if i have 20 pages and i have a three x structure um you know i I'm a four x structure i divide that by four that's five you know like you said five blah 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 um so yeah doing that I just took all those pages and I think I just combined, honestly, it was more organic at that point. I just found where they, they would work best and make sure I left room for gore. Put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. And I, I guess, um, so, cause you have such a strong screenwriting background. Are you sort of thinking in terms of like, cause I, like there's the, the philosophy with like panels in the comics that it's like, mm. it's like a millisecond of mm. a moment, right? Like yeah. captured in that, moment right there but like as a page are you thinking of of it kind of like in a screenwriting term where it's like a minute you know like a minute of time is on a page or how do you approach that in comics i guess that is like pacing that is is a super interesting question because that that is something i I deal with a lot and um i used i tried to track it but you just the you'll screenwriting is so strange in the how much you can get away with with such few words like I can just write um, the two characters fight and go through multiple walls, land on the Statue of Liberty, blow up its head. And then, you know, like in screenwriting and it takes up this much room, but in comic books, that takes up how much space. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, right. but I guess the reverse of that is in comic books, everything is free. I can blow up the Statue of Liberty and, you know, go on Mars and not cost, but like, you know, reverse in screenwriting, they're 
people reading it are going, oh my God, it's so much money. But yeah, it, it, it turns into a copy and paste job. Like you copy and paste it into your, from your final draft document into your Google Drive and you give them each panels and how quick, quickly do you learn that you have no room? Like you can just like lose three pages off one description sometimes. So you, and this is when you start getting good as a writer, um, you start seeing what's important and what stays and what's, what has to stay to keep the, like, to keep everything in place. Yeah. Wow. That's a really good answer. Like, I, I love that. That's really cool. And that's a very cool insight into it. Cause that's something I've always wondered about while I'm reading the books is like, you know, because like, you know, there are comic book movie adaptations, but like people sort of break down like why, Watchmen the movie opening sequence even though it's like page like you know it, like it's a like a really clear adaptation from the comic why yes. it doesn't work as well as the page because the pacing is different mm. and stuff like that in a comic than it is to a movie and stuff like that yeah and, I, um, yeah, I can yeah. I just tell you my opinion on Watchmen just because I, I like giving my opinion on <laughs> stuff um, I, I feel like uh, Watchmen Alan Moore wrote the the impossible like movie like he made sure you you cannot adapt this well like you, this has to be experienced as a comic book as a graphic novel you can't make a movie you can't do these books you can't do like this is this is the best way to do it um so i i, I thought that was i i it was it feels like a little fuck you to everything that comics become you know to me <laughs> yeah i agree I agree completely. And I, I love anyone sharing their opinions on this podcast. So. There you go. Um, I, I had another question though about, um, and this is sort of jumping off of, I guess, the, the, the writing structure and more into sort of, again, taking you back to the traumatic year. But yeah. was that sort of like a cathartic experience for you to be like writing extremely gory, like, you know, like violent things, like when your life is just sort of like out of control to be like, all right, but here's something I have control of and it's going to be extreme and I love it, you know? Yes, 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 you know, oh, yeah. yes. All those emotions times a thousand, ever, all that. Yeah, it was definitely, I, you know, I've always enjoyed horror. I've always enjoyed um, scripted violence, um, pro wrestling, comic books. I love horror movies, I love action movies. Um, so, and um, yeah, they're just, def I, I feel like the reason why you like it because it does have that emotional release and it is fun to figure out a way to, to, bring the experience up and down and then have the big boom moments and uh even when they're just simple and you see them coming it's still and i just love living in that world um yeah and yeah it it was i i feel like yes it was nice to have something to work on during all this um but it's always nice to have something to work on you know it really is you know no matter if everything's going however things are going yeah that's awesome so, so you had mentioned earlier and i i i forgot the name of the artist but you had worked with the artist uh before correct jelena dordovic yes uh she, we worked on amazing force together um with ulysses farinas and uh we, that came out on monkey brain and then it came out on idw as a, a graphic novel mm -hmm. and then i worked with her on this other publisher small um, called Sex and Monsters, um, and it was, a, it was a comic book called Horton Town, and we did one issue of that, and that was about a, um, you know, a monster in the woods, small town story type of situation, and yeah, and uh, I'm, she's just, oh, I, you know, I'm so dumb, because she's so good, 
and she's so professional and she will hand things in on time and then she will apologize for being late. It's she's really just like unbelievable. Right. Um, And so it's like for years, it's like, I, I don't know why I just didn't work with her all the time. It's so hard to find the right artists um, to work with. And, and it's so hard for the artists to find the right writers to work with too. It works both ways, but it's that, that is in my opinion, the hardest part about comic books is finding the right team. Um, Cause even if you find the right team, people's things happen in life, you know, um, sure. situations happen and uh, you know, families start and priorities change and a million, you know, so even if you find a team that all likes working together, you know, that can change, you know, which, you know, I guess I was going to tell you guys, talking about Give Me That Mummy, um, the uh, online comic book that I was doing with Derek McKinley. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Man, I was talking a lot of shit about it, how I was going to do it forever last time I was on the show, but I, I don't know if it's going to keep happening. Um, Derek is, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you guys this, but I don't care. He is training to fight uh, Muay Thai. Wow. And he's yeah, I've been watching his videos. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. There you go. He's fallen in love with it, full blown, and it's partially my fault because <laughs> I I did a little bit of uh, combat sports in my twenties, and I getting to know Derek. I always told him, I was like, dude, you, I know people who like to get punched in the face, and I think you would like to get punched <laughs> in the face." <laughs> 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 and. I told him that for years. Like, I really just think, like, I know people that in, in the combat and fighting gyms, I know their personalities and you, you, you just have that personality. I'm telling you. And he went to a Muay Thai gym, fell in love with it. And he basically told me like right now he wants to concentrate on training and he wants to be, uh, work on his painting. And I was, you know, I was like, it's a bummer, but you know, I, I love you too much to like let any of that get in the way. And you know what, maybe it's time for me to work on other things too. You know, like, um, so that's for, but I may, I may do it with another artist. I don't know. Or I may not. Cause like I, one of my flaws in being creative is I really enjoy the beginning of making something, mm-hmm. you know, once something's done and I'm sending it around, I start noticing the things that I wish I could change or the things I won't do next time. And it just kind of like haunts you and you just hope it gets you money <laughs> for, <laughs> for like haunting you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um so it looks like that's where we're at with that um and who knows you know i look at it too like um i you know i already started reaching out to artists i'm gonna work with a few hopefully get some things off the ground and start this whole game over again but hopefully i won't lose my vision in one eye Ernest. and when here's my full-time job i'm a location scout i take pictures every day that was my shooting eye like it was so annoying like i had to like shoot like like i know it's like silly but when you're like naturally naturally like thinking that way to do it that way was a little weird but um yeah so but hey that was my my first time self-publishing i learned how to do that how to do the social media thing how to set up the website how to do the webtoon things the comic fury things keeping a schedule and that's all good stuff i feel like yeah Yeah, i mean you guys get it with the podcast right you got to do all that yeah yeah well well, what um, are, are do you have any plans to like? I mean, like you you may not be like continuing with this series, but like any plans to like print what you have, like uh, like do something with with Storm or something like that, and, and get a printed version of it out in the world. Maybe, probably, eventually, yes. 
Okay. I just, just I guess. Just, yeah, I buy but, that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. And uh, I just feel like, I don't know, guys, like, are we going to see each other at comms anytime soon? Like, do I really need to be printing stuff right now? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, like, yeah, that's a big deal. That's a big thing. Like I, I guess I'm just trying to stay hopeful that we yeah, get so to a small press expo. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and I know San Diego is doing different things to make it happen and stuff like that, but we'll see, you know? Um, yeah. And I don't even know if I've, even if I get vaccined, vaccinated, I'm going to get vaccinated um, the second shot soon. Um, That's good. I don't even know if I totally feel comfortable going um, to an event like San Diego Comic-Con yet. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. But I also yeah. can see myself at the last minute saying, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Every day is different. Uh, you know, I'm sure um, that's what everyone's feeling right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and especially... Like yeah, you go ahead, Matt. Sorry, you, you, yeah, yeah. No, I just, you know, it's almost like we'll kind of. I, I'm almost out of the philosophy that, like, you know, uh, myself as well. I want to get vaccinated, but like, I also want to see like what happens at a big con, like two yeah. weeks later. Like, what happens after New York or or something yeah. like that. Like, I would feel, I would feel more comfortable going to like to like a Heroes Con where, uh, you, mm. you got like it's not super crowded. You can, if you need to get space, it's very easily to, you know, step out of the building for a while and go do something, but just sort of that, like yeah. that craziness of San Diego or New York or something. I don't know if I necessarily want to be part of that right now. Yeah. Away. We're shoulder to shoulder and tight spaces. Yeah. And you can, New York comic con is so dangerous. And I don't like, I, if I was a fire marshal, I'd be like, no, no. Like we need to cut like 25% of the people here out. You can't all be like, it's like you, sometimes you just get in these log jams and you're not moving mm -hmm. and it's dangerous. Right. Yeah. And like people are breathing. It's just disgusting. <laughs> but, um, what I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> one of these, one of these, um, something I told myself after COVID, and I don't know why I've been telling myself this, but I've been telling myself, I'm going to go to completely different cons after this and i don't know why i feel like because i i've been going to spx i go to i've went to san Diego comic-con a bunch of times i i kind of hang out outside of new york comic-con and never go inside mm -hmm. um I've, a few other things um that i do consistently i don't know i feel like uh i'm gonna switch it up maybe maybe who knows there's something about being familiar with the situation but you know i yeah, I, you know, I just feel like maybe this whole COVID thing, uh, I've been rethinking a lot of things, and I'm sure we all have. Maybe it's, it'll be just nice to experience new. You, you got to get stuck in your same. Oh, here comes SPX, or here comes Baltimore, or here comes, you know, New York Comic Con. I'm going to, you know, kind of do the same thing I've always done, which is great. And I shouldn't have said that way because I really do appreciate every memory I've ever had in any of these things. But, um, you know, it's sometimes new experiences maybe i don't know what do you guys think uh, i was actually thinking the same thing because uh we were talking with um uh, a guy a couple weeks ago who lives in um seattle and one con i've always wanted to go to is emerald city and we're kind of past the point with emerald city i don't think they're going to do it till next year but like yeah. yeah i think i'm in the same boat where i'm like i want to go do stuff not yeah. on this coast because i've done I've done I'm not, I, I, with like New York withstanding. I've done a lot of cons on on the East Coast. Like I met you at New Jersey Comic Con. Not that you'll remember, but I met you there no. four years ago. You right. Know? And um, I, I uh, 
you met too many people. I'm not expecting you to, thank you. <laughs> but thank you. But like, it's I like, I, it. I, but I, I, but at the same time, there's kind of a SPX is the special exception there. Yeah. Like it feels different than any convention, but like Washington, Baltimore, event. yeah, Washington, Baltimore, even heroes and um, like East coast and Philly where I, those are the ones I've been to. They all have a very similar feel to them. So I kind of want to go mm. to like, I want to go to like, uh, like, and like, yeah. But if it turns out that we're the same, that's great. But you know, it'd be, it'd be cool <laughs> to find some new nerds, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I agree with you. I've been, I've been thinking of um, the New England area. I've been thinking mm. of Chicago. Um, so, but we'll see. And uh, I may not go to anything either. Um, yeah, I was, I was also. I know. Austin, I, 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 Austin Film Festival is like the one festival that I will throw into my yearly thing, just because I think it's like good to also kind of work out that muscle with everything. Um, and they're doing yeah. it this year too. Um, and I recommend that to anyone that's a writer. Oh. Um, I, even if you're a comic, Austin Film Festival is completely dedicated to the writer experience. Nice. Everything wow. is writer workshops, everything. Everyone there is a writer. Um, every after party is about the writers everything like you have agents there producers who are looking for writers it is so i highly recommend and you're in austin down you know downtown it's great it's a it's a real fun time and it's a bunch of weirdos there anyway so you there's this awesome freak show like did you ever see house of a thousand corpses mm-hmm. captain Spalding? <laughs> it's not him but it's someone with that level of charisma giving a freak show ride like it's, it's pretty <laughs> awesome um and so yeah i highly recommend it to anyone um I got this, I forgot his name, but the guy that wrote Seven and the guy that wrote Sinister oh, man. Um, gave like a, a panel and it was like really good. It was like a horror movie writing panel. So it's like they always have these awesome oh, like, writers from a whole bunch of things that you can really like learn from. And it's just, you know, uh, it's just cool being around creators from a, a different side of things too. So yeah, that, that Matt and I will have to maybe do a road trip to Texas. Yeah, it'll be um, worth it. It'll be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So earlier you had mentioned that the day job was being a location scout um, and yes. the the artists living in, in Poland. Um, do you how do you communicate locations and, and sort of uh, things for for stuff? Do you do you send photos or do you just uh, uh, do you say, hey, just Google image like the the, the street uh, to just sort of get a feel of what it might look like? How, how do you handle that? That's a perfect perfect question because you know that i send her reference photos okay the opening scene is a photo i took in fact i'd say um not with the snow but like uh just like everything mostly everything was a reference photo nice of different things everything the hall from the hallways to the elevators to the pipes everything yeah to give the real because like i scouted williamsburg a lot over the years um so it's like uh, i had a lot of references and, um, you know, you'd live with this um, s- story in your mind for so long. So while you were taking those shots, were you sort of like, you know, because a lot of times, you know, somebody untrained like me, I might take all of my shots from the same sort of view, mm. you know, th- were you doing things where you would like kneel down and shoot up to get different angles or, or, or how did you handle Do you do that? that naturally? You kind of, I wasn't doing specifically for the comic book, but like the way you location scout, you kind of have to sell the location to the director 
Okay. Um, so you're kind of thinking the way a director would think anyway. And you kind of do that. That's just like your job anyway. So mm -hmm. the, the shots, if I saw something interesting, I, my eyes trying to take a picture of it, you know? So yeah, I would, and I would remember like, oh, I remember like South 6th Street in Brooklyn um, where I spent a lot of time on with a TV show called Younger. Um, that is the opening scene. And the rooftop is like from roof, the rooftop shots is like shots that I, I've taken before. And yeah, I, it's just the nature of the job. You're, you're already thinking creatively when you're taking those photos. So yeah, they're, they're already, they're waiting. And, you know, with any, you know, horror story, you know, the, the, the creatures are, are a big part of that. Um, how did, how much of uh, input did you have in design? And then like, once you saw like character designs come back, were you like, this is, this is it? Or were you actually maybe pleasantly surprised that like what came back to you was either, you know, cooler or more gruesome than, than sort of what you envisioned in your mind's eye? I wanted this to be the H.R. Geiger version of Killer Snowman. I mm -hmm. wanted this to be the coolest Killer Snowman you've ever seen. I wanted this to be the 14-year-old boy's Hellraiser poster to replace that with my snowman. You know, like I, <laughs> I wanted that to be in that section of 14-year-old, I'm just getting into horror minds. Like I wanted this to be the cool shit, the thing that I would have loved. Um, so uh, Jelena sent a few mock-ups, but it was like, it was still a little Jack Frosty. I was like, no, Jelena, just like go dark, you know, just let's make it dark and twist and HR Geiger, -y, I guess. Um, and she nailed it. She really did. She nailed it. It's they're chilling. Um, and um, they're, uh, I'll, you know, what? I'll save that. You find out what they, everything about the snowman reading the book. How about that? I won't get, I won't spoil my own party. Yeah. On that one. yeah. I'm looking forward, man. I'm so excited to read this book. Uh, <laughs> not, not again to jump too far back, but kind of along the lines of like the 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 film sort of thing. Yeah. And I know that um it's it's C is it Z? That's how you pronounce his name, Z Chun. I think it's Z, yes. I'm pretty Z. sure it's Z Chun, yeah. And he comes from the film industry yes. as well. Did you run into him no. ever, like with production stuff? Man, you, you guys are asking really good questions. Um I did not, but a friend did. Okay. Um, uh, a few years ago, um, my friend is a location manager. Um, I would say his name. I'm not sure if he would want me to say his name. Um, <laughs> um, and he was the location manager on one of the shows that Z directed. And okay. he said, hey, um, my one of the scouts that I work with sometimes, um, he writes comic books. And he mentioned him to me. And apparently Z said, oh, I, I, know, um, I know who he is. Um, I, I, I like some of his work. I wow. don't know. Now I never confirmed that with Z. Never talked to okay. Z about it. So, and I don't know, you know, how maybe my friend was just being nice. Maybe the guy, maybe he just said, Oh yeah, yeah I know. And he was just like pretending to be nice, you know. Um, not pretending, but, but you know what I mean, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh yeah, um that 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 was that interaction. I really appreciate what Z's doing to the for the comics industry. That basically, like his desire to create TKO came out of uh, just a love of comics. Like that's yes. all it was. Like that that was that's just so cool. And then when you read, when you read like his books, like Seven Deadly Sins or like Fearsome Doctor Fang, like yeah. there's no like it's kind of like you're talking about with the Alan Moore thing. 
Like he's yeah. not writing this for it to be like a pitch document for a TV show or a movie or anything. Like yes. he's writing the comic he wants to read, and it's yes. pretty awesome. Yes, like Which is um, the best way to write comics, honestly, it is. Yeah, it really is. And, and I really, I really respect that. And uh, I res- it's it's got to be cool to be a part of a a company that sort of has that like first and foremost. Like it's, so cool. it's, it's like it's to experience like it's for comic readers. The company, you know, yeah. it's, it's great. I'm very honored to have this, even if this is the only time and this is the only time uh, me and TKO have something together. I am still so honored um, that, you know, cause this is a cool thing right now, right? Yeah. This is cool. Straight up cool. It's like when NXT first came out in WWE and was putting on like great shows <laughs> before, like everyone found out, like, you know, like I, I feel like I'm like one of those wrestlers on the shows is putting on a great match. Whether or not my match is great, who knows? But I'm like out there with the guys having great matches, at least, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I'm that's not lost on me. And if I was in my 20s, I would probably not let myself think about that because I would be mm. too afraid that if I thought about it and enjoyed that moment too much, it would go away. But I've been working in so many creative industries for so long that I know it all goes away, it all goes away. So enjoy it when it comes, when you, you somebody pats you on the back, gives you a check and says, hey, good work, you know, um, enjoy it. Well, that's awesome. That's so cool. So I know that you had just mentioned that, you know, this, if this is the only thing you do with TKO, um, that would be, you know, awesome. But I, I'm thinking with as much as you sort of had to, to, to edit out, you still have the ability to maybe tell other stories or visit some of those story or maybe like a side quest or something that you sort of had to to eliminate so is do you think there's a possibility to coming back to this world yeah and i and tell me what you guys think of this i if i had to come back to this world i was thinking of doing an anthology series of different people all over williamsburg experiencing this attack from snowmen um because it's a snowstorm that that the outside world just thinks is a snowstorm but it's really an attack from these these things that you know you can learn about reading um and so I maybe there's like different monster in the house stories. Maybe there's a group of people trapped inside of Cafe Morgador, you know, or like a famous Williamsburg um, restaurant. Or maybe they're stuck um, in a subway state, in a subway cart, mm-hmm. trapped and being attacked, you know, like, and maybe that can be another thing. Um, so maybe that's one way to play because, or we continue the, the two main characters' story from where we leave off, which, you know, you'll also have to read the story and buy the book um, to um, find out what happened. But um, yeah, maybe we can take it from there. I don't know. Like, it's something I haven't thought too much about, but it mainly because I know if whatever opportunity comes, I will be like Bruce Lee and be like water and, and like just change the idea to make it fit the situation. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I really dig an anthology series. I, I'm really liking um, uh, DC's doing a lot of anthologies now, which is pretty great. Like oversized anthology monthly. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are, books, is, which is cool. And um, I'm really digging that. I, yeah. Yeah. You are. You, 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 Cause I'm glad cause some people shit on anthologies, you know? So, but I'm glad to, yeah. to hear that you like them. Yeah. No, I love them. I, I, I love them. Um, I love. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. No, I was just gonna say I've worked on an anthology before, and like people, 
or just like oh you know but it would, it would be nice to like get into a character for a long time which i like but like i don't know i i love anthologies i do i like all i would rather go to spx and pick up a random anthology with a bunch of uh, different artists um and different writers and just like get all these experiences in one shot um then sometimes maybe like i don't know i'm just getting older and i and i guess i just don't have the time to like dedicate my fandom to one to something anymore now you know i got i guess i kind of just like that doing it that one and i love your amazing forest stuff so like if it's anything as like wild and crazy as those it would be awesome so like that'd be i'd be really great yeah i think i i think uh, i want to get back to that i think yeah. I, I i think that's what thinking that way and writing weird shit kind of was what got me a lot of nods um in film and in uh, comic books. So I think I'm gonna go back to that. I kind of miss that. I, I miss the punk rock era of my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I'm really excited about this this book. Um, and, you know, we, we've talked about various sort of the, the start of, you know, your, your comics career. We've touched on some of the other aspects of creative stuff that you work in, you know, act, uh, acting, yeah. movies, location shoots. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Do you have uh, do you have any thing that that you sort of is the idea that you want to work with next, or do you have a couple of ideas? And if you don't really, you know, I know that like no, I get things it. in development. If you don't want to like go too much into it, but is there there is there sure. something that's like the next thing that sort of? Yes. Yes. I, I I um one yeah I'm always I'm always trying to develop something. So I don't only reason I don't want to tell you is is not because I want to be secretive. It's because I don't want to have to explain to you next time I see you that you know I didn't finish the thing that I said I was going to finish so like (laughs) because things just bubble up and go down but I will say what my plans are overall are to get to uh, a short comic book done this year and hopefully start working on something that could be a a five-part series if not more get something start going with that and also I'm I promised myself I would um, just like gorilla press my way into shooting a some type of independent movie this year, like really cheap, really gorilla style. But like, you know, I just want to say that I've done it um, more than anything else. So, and you know, I have a lot of friends who work in the industry where we've been talking about it for a while. We all have the skill set to do it. Um, so, not to delve too much into the actual like concepts of the of these products but yeah that's that's what i'm thinking what i want to do but who knows man like who knows how covid's gonna work out you know like how anything's gonna work out uh you know i i have a kid you know like yeah there's a a, a lot to worry about here but the the one thing i i will say and i i give a lot of people this advice um if you want to be in a creative industry you have to learn how to survive financially. Um, So it's just, I know a lot of artists don't want to hear that, um, but if I can, as I know we're getting to the end here, uh, I I really want to push that. And I mention it to everyone that wants to do anything creative for money, from music to acting to anything. Because there's two types of people in this game. There's the people that are absolute geniuses and brilliant and everything they touch will turn to gold. And then there's the people that just simply survived for a long time and uh, kept getting better. Um, so 
if you're not a millionaire because of something you wrote or created by like 30, you're probably one of the people that are just going to have to blue collar for it. And if you're going to do that, you're going to have to one, create time in your life, make space to create. Um, and you have to do that by finding a ways of income that allows that. If you don't, you will not be able to create and you will just want, like, you know, want to do it, but not do it, you know? So do that. And also, you know, take care of your bills and make sure you're setting money aside to spend on projects. I know this is like boring, but I see there's so many people out there. that are so much better than me. And, um, it, they just don't think they can, uh, sustain their life and be creative. Um, so yeah, so there you go. No, that's, that's, that's really, that's really good advice. Yeah. I, you know, I, yeah. I, I hear a lot of times where people talk about like, uh, you know, if they went to SCAD, like they wish that there was like almost like half of it was like the art side and half of it was like the, the business side and all they got was like the, the art side. And then like they're pushed out there and they're, they, they have all of the skills to sort of, you know, do the creative work, but then yes. balancing that out with, you know, the term like adulting, like, you know, making yes. sure that you're, you're doing all the other stuff and you're reading contracts well, and you're, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're budgeting and you're not going like, they don't get that. So I think your advice really like folds into that really well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to turn into the thing I tell everyone for the rest of my, cause that's the thing I realized like it was so important um, in not only my career, but in the people in my life who, whose career I admired. And these aren't even people that are like, you know, the, like when we're going to talk about, oh, who's your favorite comic book artist? I'm just talking about people that have worked in creative industries their whole life mm -hmm. that I know, you know, that way. Um, just cameramen, you know, blue collar cameramen, you know, um, photographers. Um, yeah. So, yeah, please, please, if you, uh, if you want to be creative, that, that is step number one. Awesome. So Eric, why don't you let folks know where they can find you online? And I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know, is do you think the best way to, to get the book is to go to the TKO site? Yes. Are you able to order it that way? Yes, you can order it through the TKO website. You can go to my Twitter profile link. I'll take you right there. Also my Instagram link. It's both the same name. It's E-C-F-R-E-I. T S. So that's E C F R E I T S E C freights. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's my Instagram and my Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm always updating it. You know, I'm, I'm always trying to you know it's messed up guys, man. Uh, I'll, I'll say this one last bit. I, right before COVID, I was going to do this, this huge media, social media plan of like, content I was going to create and shooting stuff and comic books and just do this, this whole mixture of film and comic books and really just try because I, I I like blending th that genre together and how I think about it mm -hmm. and like COVID happened and I couldn't shoot anything because of social distancing and all that stuff so it's like it, my it's like it all became the comic books like and I was frustrated so I was like now I'm just like I, ha I thought I had a cool idea and I can't do it and now I'm just like putting out my comic books every day but like I wish I could mix it up more. I'm sorry, guys. That's like maybe no, it's all good. <laughs> but um, no, it is. It's so frustrating. It is so frustrating. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. EC Freights, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, follow that profile link. Every comic you buy 
helps me and the artist out. Um, so I'd really appreciate it. And uh, any retweets or likes or anything like that, or just, you know, talking about it, even if you hate it. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're going to put, we're going to put links to your social media. We'll put a link to TKO's web page uh, in the show notes, just to make it as easy as possible for, awesome. for folks to, to, to order that stuff. And another like really cool thing TKO did, you know, related to COVID was, uh, they did the, uh, you could buy the books directly for their site. And, you know, they were like letting you donate like five bucks uh, from from that to, to a comic book shop of your choice during during COVID. So like that, oh. that again, points to sort of the the goodness and the, the, the joy of making comics uh, that they yeah, have. I should have known that. That's interesting. I will. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Uh, well, Eric, um, we, we love catching up with you and uh, you you know, you have an open invite to come back and talk creative stuff anytime, anytime you want to, uh, you know, new awesome. projects, uh, anything. Um, but I'm really excited for this book and I'm glad that we were able to, to talk to you about it. Um, thanks for having me guys. I really appreciate it. And hopefully we can all see each other at a con soon enough, a new con possibly. That would be very nice. <laughs> For, for anybody listening, yes. if you could give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use, we really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, uh, we're on Twitter at ConstructComPod, Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod, and Facebook is Constructing Comics. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, please be safe, be nice to each other, and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.